when the president of the United States whips up people to beat the hell out of people. Say goodbye. Judge Janine Pirro on The View. Let's break it down. Mr. Reagan. This is a beautiful example of a leftist red pill-inducing meltdown broadcast to millions of Americans. I love it. Thanks to my friend Adrian for bringing this furor to my attention. With Judge Janine Pirro, I wanted to get into the book a little. You tackle the anti-Trump conspiracy in your new book called Liars, Leakers, and Liberals. Now, that title could be offensive to some. (laughs) Here is where the trouble begins. Straight out of the gate, we start talking about Donald Trump. Now, these ladies are not Trump supporters. Well, I thought she was describing the Trump White House. Liars, leakers, (laughs) and liberals. Janine Pirro smiles throughout this joke. She probably finds it irritating, but she's smiling. This is probably a kind of defense mechanism. She's learned to smile to control her emotions. It also hides whatever actual reaction she's having, but it's effective. She might be horrifically irritated, but she smiles through the joke. She takes it with good humor, even though the joke has been made spitefully. I mean, I have been in the crime business for over three decades, and I think I said that before. And I know a con when I see it. And I think that what has happened in the last... This moment is very telling with regard to what kind of an audience The View attracts. They're catering to leftist women. Do you think Donald Trump embraces and embodies conservative ideology? Remember, he used to be, have a different position on pro-choice. He's imposing tariffs. He's against globalism. Do you think he is an ideologue that is faithful to conservative policies? You know, I'm not here to talk about what Donald Trump is and isn't. But you I don't have to talk about it. No, you got no, to answer the question. This is obviously something that Janine Pirro hasn't really thought that much about. I think a lot of conservatives don't think too much about Donald Trump having flipped on certain political issues. I'm not even certain that Donald Trump had thought terribly much about all the political issues across the spectrum before running for president. Not not very many people do. Most people focus on those political issues that affect them personally. Now, I've talked a little bit about this in other videos about how Donald Trump may have actually been further left before running and then having run for president found that the conservative base embraced him and the, the left slandered him and rejected him and that that probably drove him to become further right. Um, This is actually a theory of my friend Kurtz, which I happen to agree with. So had the left not attacked him so viciously and relentlessly, he may have ended up being a more moderate president. So I actually think it was the fault of The View and Anna Navarro and people like them who have driven Donald Trump to being far more conservative than, than he would have otherwise. Now, clearly, Pirro isn't prepared to answer this question. She came on the show to promote her book. Now, her book does talk about Trump, but specifically discusses the criminal investigation of Trump. This is her area of expertise. And although it's a perfectly fair question, it's also perfectly reasonable for her to refuse to answer such a question, not being an expert in human psychology. She's an expert in criminology, and that's what she expects to discuss when she comes on a show like this. And again, I don't have a problem with Anna Navarro asking her this, but I also don't have a problem with her rejecting the question. It's all right to ask it, but it's also all right to reject it. So what happens next is really fascinating. You've got to answer the question? Why the hell does she have to answer the question? This is a daytime talk show. This is not Guantanamo Bay, Whoopi. She's not being waterboarded. There's no need to demand that she answers questions, all right? Like, no, no, your opinion must be stated on this point. Like, 
it's, you know, it, it's ridiculous. You want to talk about Donald Trump, you tell me what metric in this country is worse off. Unemployment is lower than it's been in 50 years. Minorities, Hispanics, African Americans have jobs. Hate crimes are worse off. These are all phenomenal points. Notice the smattering of applause. So, okay, The View has attracted five conservatives to their audience. <laughs> now, pay attention to Whoopi Goldberg's reaction. Hate crimes I believe that this is actually the moment of the triggering. This is the moment that Whoopi Goldberg went from believing that she had Janine Pirro on the ropes for being unable to answer a question to the moment she became frustrated by her own inability to answer a question. So now the tables have turned. And, and this is an uncomfortable position for anybody to be in. Not only that, but there's now the fear of Janine Pirro making a convincing argument and truly destroying the arguments of everybody else on the show. And this is in front of millions of viewers. And, and I think what she's thinking is, you know, I'm not about to get owned on my own show. <laughs> so, so, this is, so this moment, I think, is the initial uh, uh, trigger for her rage. Um, which which obviously builds. But she does a pretty good job of hiding it at first. The GDP under Obama was barely one. We're going up to four. Now Janine is just escalating things. By contrasting Trump's achievements with Obama's failures, she's now attacking Obama in the eyes of Whoopi Goldberg. And I think this just went from Whoopi being triggered to Whoopi becoming enraged. Although still, she is acting relatively professionally. She's not expressing outwardly the feverish rage boiling up within her. I also think it's important, as we said, 89% of the Republican Party still supports him. He still has huge popularity in the country. And if Democrats don't get their you-know-what together, he's certainly going well, to get reelected. Well, here's my you question know, for you. Here's my question for you because Trump you talk about... You, you talk about... I am not, Judge. Nobody no, is... I, no, oh, yeah. Now we get to the infamous accusation, Trump derangement syndrome. I love it. Janine Pirro has completely ignored everything Meghan McCain just said. <laughs> As well she should. Meghan McCain just went on a short, irrelevant tirade about how Democrats should sort themselves out in order to remove Trump from office. It's utterly irrelevant to everything that's been discussed, and it's not worthy of a response. So what does Janine do? She reacts generally to her perceptions of the group in total, and her perception is they're deluded, they're deranged, they have Trump derangement syndrome. Meghan McCain believes that she is referring to her specifically, so Janine points out that she's not actually referring to Meghan McCain, but rather others at the table, notably Whoopi Goldberg, and this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Did you just point at me? Yes! Listen, I don't have Trump derangement. Let me tell you what I have. Okay. I have a lot of... I'm tired of people starting a conversation with Mexicans or liars and rapists. This is where Whoopi Goldberg loses her shit. She's sick of people starting a conversation with Mexicans are liars and rapists. How many conversations is she having with people that are starting with people saying Mexicans are liars and rapists? What kind of people is Whoopi Goldberg hanging out with? I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that Whoopi Goldberg is lying. She lives in Hollywood, she works in Hollywood, she talks to Hollywood people all day. I don't think anybody's ever said anything like that to her. She's obviously referring to a single press conference in which Trump suggested that many of the people crossing the border illegally were bad people. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some I assume are good people. That press conference has been used as a marketing tool by the left to demonize Donald Trump for far too long. 
I'm actually about to do a video that I've been researching for about a week now on the misperceptions the left has about Donald Trump, both intentional and unintentional. I've almost completed reading The Art of the Deal, and when I'm done with that, I will produce the video, and I think it's going to be a great video. I've got a lot of insights into the psychology of Donald Trump, and, you know, if you asked anyone on that show, The View, including Anna Navarro, I can guarantee that none of them have read Art of the Deal. But I bet you that every single one of them has read Dreams from My Father, Barack Obama's autobiography. If these people think that they can speak intelligently about what the president thinks, feels, believes, but they haven't actually read his autobiography, they're not only deluding their viewers, they're deluding themselves. They really do have Trump derangement syndrome. Honestly, it's so easy to reevaluate statements that Trump has made that for people in the media like Whoopi Goldberg and Anna Navarro who insist on misinterpreting Trump's words, not just negatively, but in the worst possible way, it's, just, it's, it's not only irresponsible, it's truly insidious. To misinterpret Trump's words, to mischaracterize him, to misrepresent his intention or his meaning doesn't just make Donald Trump look bad. That's merely the primary effect. The truly tragic effect that this has is to deceive millions of well-intentioned Americans, and even furthermore, even more millions of people across the globe. And the even greater tragedy is that not just Whoopi Goldberg is doing this, not just The View, it's thousands of reporters all over the world mischaracterizing Donald Trump in order to demonize him, demonize Republicans, demonize right-wing ideas, and shift sentiment toward leftist ideology. And this kind of deception is inexcusable. When you are given a broad public platform like national television, you have an incredible responsibility to the truth because you have an enormous amount of influence. And if you use that position of power to intentionally deceive the public, you should be removed from that position. Now, I'm not sure that Whoopi Goldberg is being intentionally deceptive. I think it's possible that Whoopi Goldberg genuinely believes everything that she's saying here on that show. But she talks a lot about politics, she talks a lot about Trump, and she has a national audience of millions of people. And with that kind of influence, she either needs to stop talking about politics or she needs to learn to properly interpret what Donald Trump is saying. It's a pretty simple thing to do. Just read the art of the deal. Try to consider everything that Donald Trump says in both the best possible way and the worst possible way, right? Then consider objectively which is actually accurate. If she did this, if she was genuinely objective, she might start to, to see patterns emerge, right? Which would indicate that everything Donald Trump is saying is not some kind of thinly veiled attempt at white supremacy or the subjugation of women or the marginalization of homosexuals or the demonization of Islam or whatever other nefarious intentions she imagines Donald Trump has, but rather a genuine attempt to make America great again. But she has no interest in the truth. She's affixed to her ideology and she has no intention of allowing herself to be convinced of any other reality than the one she has established in her mind, no matter how delusional that invented reality might be. I'm 62 years old. There have been a lot of people in office that I didn't agree with, but I have never, ever seen anything like this. I've never seen anybody whip up such hate. I've never seen anybody be so dismissive. You can see the hatred in Whoopi Goldberg's face. You can see the hate in the way she expresses herself here. This woman hates Donald Trump. Hate. This is not rational. Donald Trump did not murder this woman's family. Donald Trump has done nothing to personally hurt Whoopi Goldberg or anyone that she knows, as far as I'm aware. So any hatred of Donald Trump is necessarily irrational. If Whoopi Goldberg merely disagreed with him and, and could speak intelligently against his views, it would be prudent to respect the points that she's making against him. But she doesn't make any rational points. And she doesn't, 
She doesn't merely disagree with him. She hates him. And her points are her points are merely vitriolic rantings. She hasn't seen anything like this? Please, whoopee. Provide us with some examples of whatever it is that you haven't seen anything like. I've never seen anybody whip up such hate. You've never seen anybody whip up such hate. Now, I know what Whoopi Goldberg is saying here. She's trying to suggest that Donald Trump has has inspired white supremacists to hate people of color. And you know what? In a way, I think she's right. Donald Trump has stirred up hate. But it's not the hate that she's talking about. It's hate in the heart of the opposition. It's hate in you, Whoopi Goldberg. And to some degree, that's Donald Trump's own fault. He tends to speak in a way that is incendiary, that is provocative. And I don't always agree with that strategy. I, I, I suppose, to some degree, it is incumbent upon a president to make himself clear to his opposition. However, Donald Trump's tactlessness seems to have had an unintended consequence, an extraordinarily positive unintended consequence. And that is to have shown a spotlight on the radical nature of of so-called moderate leftists. The more extreme leftists act, the clearer their lack of reason becomes, the clearer their hypocrisy becomes, their inconsistencies become, the clearer their radical nature becomes. And the clearer all of this becomes, the more people on the left who are genuinely moderate become red-pilled. They walk away. Now let's be clear about what Whoopi Goldberg is accusing the president of when she says that he's stirring up hate. She's following a leftist line of reason that's extremely common today. She's saying that Donald Trump is emboldening white supremacists. This is the word that they like to use, emboldening. This is a great accusation because there's no way to prove or disprove this. It sounds terrible. It sounds extremely nefarious. So it makes Trump look really bad in the eyes of those who are already somewhat suspicious of his motivations. Anyway, she's right. White supremacists are becoming emboldened, but it's not because of Donald Trump directly. The reason white supremacy is becoming more extreme in America is because of groups like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, people like Maxine Waters. I've said it in a previous video and I'll say it again. The way to reduce white supremacy in America is to reduce racism against white people in America. There are radical leftist groups that are racist against white people, sexist against men. They rally against what they refer to as heteronormativity and they are legitimately hateful. This is not fake hatred that is assumed to exist by some kind of complicated interpretation of something benign that somebody said. This is admitted hatred. These people acknowledge that they hate white people, that they hate men, that they hate heteronormativity. And when you have some subsection of the population that is hateful, you will find equal and opposite reaction from those that they are hateful against. So it's not Donald Trump that's enlivening white supremacy in America. It's radicals like Whoopi Goldberg. The way to reduce white supremacy in America is to reduce racism in all the other groups. It's to reduce racism in the black community, in the Hispanic community, in feminists. You need to reduce hatred in the radical left on college campuses. And I don't just mean the students. I'm I'm talking about university professors who are propagating this hatred of the right, of Donald Trump, of America. This is what happens with criminal gangs, right? This is a known phenomenon. One gang will kill the member of another gang, and then the other gang will retaliate and kill two members of the first gang, and then the first gang will retaliate, and blah, 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 and the the cycle continues. Whoopi Goldberg is suggesting that Donald Trump is emboldening white supremacists. What she doesn't ever stop to consider is that perhaps she is emboldening white supremacists. And clearly you don't watch the show, so you don't know that I don't suffer from that. What I suffer from is the inability to figure out how to fix this. That's my issue. Again, we should be clear what she means by fix this. What she means is get rid of Donald Trump. She is so blinded by her irrational hatred that she has no ability to consider the problems in America could be in fact solved with Donald Trump in office. Her view has become utterly myopic. 
She has a singular solution. Remove Donald Trump from office. Her frustration stems from an inability to figure out how to accomplish that goal. Maybe instead of simply trying to remove conservatives from power, you should start by trying to change yourself. Try to figure out how to understand conservatives instead of merely demonizing them and trying to get rid of them. At this point, you are so motivated by hatred that you refuse to even speak to conservatives, to have a conversation with them, to listen to their point of view. I suppose that's why the show is called The View and not The Views. <laughs> get it? Because it's only one view. Crazy, radical leftist view. Anyway. I want to answer your question because you get you had to ask no, you a question. You had I, I, your I, opening statement, which was how horrible it is that Donald Trump no, is talking no, no, about all you, of these no, I'm people. Sorry, you know what that's I what you horrible. said. You said, well, but you know you said that when it was it's okay. Be here end it's, up murdering the children of American citizens. You know what's horrible? What's when, horrible when the president of the United States whips up people to beat the hell out of people. Say goodbye. When the president of the United States whips people up to beat the hell out of people. <laughs> this is another common accusation from the left against Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump has used violent rhetoric with regard to protesters at his rallies. But what the left is neglecting to consider is that Trump isn't suggesting that people go beat up random innocent people, okay? This is what Whoopi Goldberg is saying when, the, when she says this. This is the image she's trying to produce in people's minds. She's really being disingenuous here. She's taking comments that were made about specific types of people, and she is distorting it to infer that Trump is saying something that is evil, right, as opposed to practical. Now, now, why would advocating violence be practical? Okay, so in the circumstances of a campaign rally, if you have potentially violent protesters or people that come in specifically to harass, you know, Trump and, you know, Trump, Trump, uh, Trump supporters... There is a level of toughness that is required. Now, I, I think treating the protesters with kindness and respect is actually far more effective as a strategy. But that's not really the New York way. If you grow up in a tough area, you cannot show weakness. And if you read Donald Trump's book, a lot of the advice he gives via his anecdotes is about standing tough. This strategy has served him well in business. And Donald Trump never takes a position of weakness because it will, it will always inevitably result in others trying to exploit that weakness. And that's not to say that he does uh, does not occasionally act with compassion. There is, there's a specific anecdote um, which he gives in which he was uh, he was given a letter of intent by someone he was doing business with, and it could have been used in court as a legally binding agreement. But when asked by the guy to destroy the letter, Trump acquiesced. He he tore it up right in front of his face. Apparently, according to the book. Now, and he didn't do this, so he says, because he had to, right? He didn't do it because it was in his best interest. He did it because he liked the guy, and he thought it was the right thing to do. So, I mean, so Trump can act against his own interest merely out of compassion, right? I mean, that's illustrated in the book in a couple of places. But in the case of a protester, a particularly vitriolic protester, potentially violent protester, being rough with that protester sends a message to the other protesters. You're not allowed to come into our rallies and attack us, either with vitriol or physical force. And there were protesters who came to Trump rallies and were violent. So to suggest that Donald Trump indiscriminately advocates violence is not only disingenuous, but again, viciously deceptive. Whoopi Goldberg has leveraged every viciously deceptive leftist criticism of Donald Trump in this segment. I mean, okay, maybe not all of them. There are probably hundreds. But she's hit on some major ones. And sadly... Sadly, I don't think Janine Pirro was prepared to contradict all of these absurd points. More tragically, she wasn't provided the opportunity to do so on the show. She was forcibly removed from the show. 
And then she was verbally berated by Whoopi Goldberg after Whoopi passionately condemned the advocation of violence, dismissiveness, and vitriol from the president. Whoopi Goldberg is such an obvious hypocrite here. Everything that she condemns, she embodies while condemning it. It's, it's not subtle. She condemns hate in the most hateful tone I can imagine. Then, after the show is over, and Janine, and Janine Pirro, just leaving the building, Whoopi Goldberg tells her, get the F out of the studio. F you, F you, get the F out of the studio. But it didn't end there, Sean. What happened was, I realized the segment was over. I got up, uh, and I, I just started, I left the stage going downstairs, and I saw her, and I had to walk by her, and I said, Whoopi, I fought for victims my whole life, something like that, and she started cursing at me. What did she, she say? Tell, tell everybody what she me. said without saying it. She said... Blank you. F you. F you. And I said, Whoopi, did you just say F you? I mean, I was, she was right here. And then she said, get the F out of this building. And she yelled at me again, get the F out of this building. And I, I felt like I was less than dirt. I, I couldn't believe that I went there to have a conversation. I got thrown off the set, thrown out of the building. And as I walked away, She's yelling at me, get the F out of this building. Sean, it's sad. What these people you know, have turned into is sad. What is happening? Whoopi Goldberg is a hateful person. The woman does not deserve a platform on American television. That said, I actually appreciate her being on television, and I think, I think I would like her to remain as host of The View, because I suspect that if she is engaged in more of these kinds of conversations, America will see her for who she really is, and they'll see the left for who they really are, right? I believe that rational, moderate Americans who like to watch The View and who respect Whoopi Goldberg will lose a lot of respect for her because of this incident, and I can only hope that more conservatives come on the show and inspire this kind of reaction from Whoopi Goldberg so that her lack of reason becomes clearer and more obvious, and her hateful and vicious ideology is put on display for her millions of fans, and she inadvertently red-pills thousands, if not millions, of people. Because this is the kind of thing that actually drives people to the right. So I love this incident. I'm sorry Janine Pirro had to endure it, but it's a very minimal amount of suffering when compared to the drastic effect it might leave in the hearts and minds of the viewers of this television show, The View. <laughs> I think Janine Pirro did a great service to America by appearing on this show. I don't think she's ever, I don't think she ever intended to make Whoopi Goldberg lose her mind, and I don't actually think she said anything that was terrifically provocative or audacious. I genuinely believe that the onus here is on Whoopi alone. I think it could have been just about any conservative on the show that day that could have triggered Whoopi Goldberg's insane reaction. But I'll give Janine Pirro credit for this, for having made that simple, relatively insignificant gesture of pointing at Whoopi Goldberg and suggesting that she had, quote-unquote, Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> well done, Janine Pirro. I don't think you knew the power of that gesture, but it turned out to be very powerful indeed. This incident showcases very clearly the problem with basing your political ideas in emotion. So long as the left continues to use emotion as a motivation for their political policies, they will never be able to compete effectively against conservatives in the political sphere. Politics must be dispassionate. The left consists of a variety of special interest groups who are utterly self-interested. Because of that, no idea that the left proposes will ever be genuinely altruistic. Every policy they propose will help only one of their special interest groups and nobody else. 
Now, this might be okay if any of those groups were genuinely vulnerable or victims, but that's almost never the case. If you want to fight injustice in the world, your ideas about who is vulnerable and, and who's being victimized has to be fluid. One cannot simply look at the world and say, these groups have always been victims. These groups are still victims, and these groups will always be victims. These other groups have always been villains. They're still villains, and they're always going to be villains. One must look at the current political climate. They must objectively analyze who is oppressing others and who is being oppressed. Today, the left is overtly attempting to control everyone in the country. They want to stop people on the right from speaking. They want to demand that every American adopt their code of ethics. They want to force business owners to promote ideas that those business owners find unethical, as illustrated by the whole gay wedding cake fiasco. The left has decided that ethnic minorities in America, non-white people, are all victims in America. The left has decided that women are victims in America, that homosexuals are victims in America, that trans people are victims in America, that immigrants are victims in America, and the left has decided that straight white Christian men are the oppressors of all these people, and finally, the left has decided that they alone are heroes in America. They've decided that this has historically been the dynamic in America, that it's the current dynamic in America, that it will always be the dynamic in America. Because the left has this fixed idea of who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, they will never be able to accurately identify real victims, truly vulnerable people, and the true oppressors in American society. This is what conservatives mean when they say ideology is bad. Ideology is a fixed idea with fixed political motivations. It resists changing based on current dynamics of society. This is why I never refer to conservative philosophy as ideology. Leftists, like Whoopi Goldberg, are ideologues. They have a fixed idea of the good guys and the bad guys, and they can never clearly see who the true victims are, who the true villains are, and who the true heroes are in American society. So conservatives must fight very strongly in support of conservative ideas because I genuinely believe that conservative philosophy will always aim to benefit the vulnerable. It will always aim to award merit, talent, hard work, morality, and other strong values. And that is in part because it's not a fixed ideology. It's a set of principles, philosophical ideas, which when employed appropriately will help to protect the vulnerable, help to improve the lives of everyone. Well, that's it for me. If you like this channel, please consider donating a dollar or two to my Patreon. It'll help me to build the channel and keep the whole thing going. I also started to sell merchandise, um, and there's a link for that down in the description. Some of the items are, I think, kind of overpriced, but the prices are set by the company that I'm going through, Teespring. Um, but think of it this way. Any merchandise you're going to buy is not only a purchase of a cool thing, but also a small donation to my channel. So if you can't afford it, don't worry about it. If you can, please buy something. Uh, the most exciting thing for me is that soon I will be offering to everybody my new book. And this is not a political book. It's actually just a book of short stories. And the stories are written purely for entertainment value, but they are written by a confirmed Christian conservative. And I think that that's a rare thing amongst writers of fiction. So if you're curious about that, uh, you can check that out soon. The book's not quite ready yet, uh, but it will be very shortly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be selling it uh, using a sort of honor system type approach. So if you can't afford the book or you just don't think it's very good, you don't have to pay a dime. But if you think the book has actual value, you can pay whatever you think the book is worth. And that is, to me, the most exciting project I have coming up. So I really hope that all you guys check that out. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, so if you like this video, hit the like button. If you want to see more videos like this, please subscribe. And if you hate me, I'm sorry, you can't kick me out of this studio.
It's actually my bedroom. You know, someone very profoundly once said many years ago that if fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the name of liberalism. Fascism is private ownership, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative, so-called, is the one that says, less government, get off my back, get out of my pocket, let me have more control of my own destiny.